0: Hey, watch the road, Cher. Where you learn to drive?
1: With good old boys on country back roads. Best teachers in the world.
0: Maybe time you had another lesson, eh? Who's gonna teach me? You? Sure, I'll teach you plenty of things. If you ask me nice. Don't you ever get tired of listening to yourself? Not when I'm talking about you, Cher. Oh! Don't worry, rogue. I parked the car.
1: What's up everyone? Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I put the test in host test. I'm your host, Tess Janos. And today is an excellent day for comics. This podcast is all about my journey, your journey and my ge- my guest co-host journey into the wacky world of comic books. We have a lot of fun here and everyone is welcome to that fun. And now for some OCD news. Today officially starts X-Men month here at OCD. So I only know the X-Men movies, so I thought it would be fun to get to know the X-Men comics. I'm bringing along some super X-Men experts this month, and these experts also happen to be my friends who knew my friends were so cool, I knew. Um, If you've been listening to OCD for a while, you will recognize some of our experts, but I'm not revealing who will be on here yet, so stay tuned. Actually, you know what, you can get access to the list of X-Men experts and our topics of conversation for the month by heading over to patreon.com slash OCDpodcast. At the beginning of every month, I write OCD's lovely patrons a letter letting them know what the heck is going on here for the month. I also add some personal details that you won't find on any social media platform because I figure if you're investing in the growth of OCD, you might like to know some insider info on the show. And please know how grateful I am if you do become a patron, and for those who are already patrons, your $2 donation per month turns into $24 a year, and that is one month of Squarespace rent for OCD's website. But nonetheless, I am so happy you're here on this episode today because there is no pressure to be anywhere but right here, so I thank you for being here with us. Second piece of news, you may have heard by now that in October, the ongoing comic book discussion podcast is hosting 31 days of horror comics. From October 1st to October 31st, OCD will be dropping one episode every single day in October to count down to the greatest holiday ever conjured. Halloween, of course. I'm working on my my maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. I've been working on this project with my incredible podcasting and comic book friends since July, and I am so excited to share it with you guys. We've got special guests, giveaways, horror comics galore, and more. Make sure you are following OCD on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for more information. I'm revealing this event very slowly, so there are many things I haven't told you about yet. <laughs> no. And it's going to be so amazing and fun. Stay tuned, you guys. I also want to give a shout out to the Spooky Ghoulmates podcast. I will be guesting on their show later this month to talk more in depth about the event. So please keep an eye out when that episode airs because I will definitely be posting about it. Also, just want to send a just a regular big old podcasting hug to the Ghoulmates because they're just freaking sweet and awesome and I love them. Podcasting is a great big world, and I am so grateful to find gems like these two. So if you love Halloween at all, please go check out the Ghoulmates because they freaking rock. And now, without further ado, I would like to introduce today's co-host. He is OCD's official hottest, most bodacious guest ever. This guy has traveled all the way from the living room to join us today. How lucky are we? He loves video games, D&D, Stan Lee, and being married to me. He is John Babe. What's up, baby?
0: Uh, What's up, baby? (laughs) What's up? That was was pretty good, that was pretty good. (laughs) You like your Uh, intro? that was uh, was pretty awesome. Video games, Stan Lee, D&D, and me. I like it. I approve. I, I approve. That's it's like, well, pretty all-encompassing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's you. It's like, what's John like? I don't know. He just likes being married to me. Oh, he likes video games and
0: anything that makes me laugh. I'm a big fan of things so, that don't make me laugh. Kind of tend to avoid. I do.
1: I, I'm both of those things. You're though. Both. <laughs> In the Uh, best way possible. That's right. In the best way possible, babe. No, no, no. Um, Thank you for being here. I just want to say that you are a huge supporter of OCD, like... You, people don't even know the amount of work that you do behind the scenes, just keeping me up on two feet, <laughs> feeding me.
0: Yeah, I was going to say basically feeding you. <laughs>
1: yeah, feeding me. I'll never forget one time I was podcasting and I thought in my head, I was like, ah, oh, I really wish I had a white claw. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This really did happen. I heard... Click, you know, the white claw opening in the hallway, and I was like, he heard me. And then I heard the door open, and all I did, I just stuck my hand out of the closet that I record from, and he handed it to me. It was a beautiful moment. Thank
0: you. We finish each other's
1: sandwiches. Sandwich, you don't touch my sandwich. Don't touch your sandwich. If I'm eating a sandwich. Yeah. It's my sandwich. Don't touch I my sandwich. I will make you
0: another sandwich.
1: I know you will. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm usually like that, too. He's like, you want to split it? I'm like, no. No. Not at
0: all. <laughs> I love you, but no. This is mine.
1: Um, well, I didn't realize that I had an expert, X-Men expert in my own house.
0: Yeah. it's. Um, I, actually, uh, I was going to touch on that. What qualifies me as an expert? Please tell um, us. I fell in love with comics at a young age, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of my introductions to comics was comic cartoon series. And we have a very famous comic cartoon series with X-Men, which is X-Men the Animated Series. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was my introduction to Marvel. It was my introduction outside of like putting the Superman cape around my neck, which was my red blanket. Mm -hmm. Like outside of that, that was my comic book uh, education. Mm -hmm. And so we started watching the series. I started collecting the trading cards. I had folders, plural. Folders? Folders, plural. And multiples of of things, and me and my buddies would like get cards and we train them and we pass them along. And my wife knows this about me, and now all of you guys will as well. I'm a reader. I will read anything. I'm very much the person I get excited at the doctor's office because I'm like, oh look, a magazine back. I'm gonna read that now. And this is what I'm gonna learn today. Yeah. And those trading cards are super insightful. And I got a crash course in every villain, hero, scene, story arc, all this stuff through that. And then casually, as I got older, I I, I gravitated to certain heroes. I mean, Wolverine's always awesome. He's kind of a badass. He's a chain-smoking, drinking, foul-mouthed, grumpy man who saves the day. At the end of the day, like, that's, you want, you know, it's really easy to be a hero that's like a knight in shining armor and it's always there, Mm -hmm. but it's... He's, he's like the Shrek of Marvel, where he's like, get out of my swamp. <laughs> but we love leave, him. Leave him. Leave me alone, but, you know, I'll save you, I guess. <laughs> Snicked. Snicked. Is, um, is that his claws coming out? Yeah, that's it's, the... It's not shing, it's no. snick. S-N-I-K-T, exclamation
1: point. Wait, that's in the comics? That's it's in it every says. comic. It's oh. almost every... I, I Don't quote
0: me on that, I don't know that for sure, but I want to say nine of the time, it's S-N-I-K-T, exclamation point. Oh um but yeah it was uh I, I became an expert just because I love the stories and and X-Men's an awesome uh story there's a lot of stories within the story yeah but um it's a story of misfits and people who aren't understood and for some really odd reason are cast aside from their race and treated as they're not a part of it right even though they're very much a part of it and a lot of people gravitate towards that, you know that, Storyline, I mean, it's it's played itself now in current politics, yeah. Uh, where for some reason we are on the stupid idea that pigment makes you a different creature, you right. know. Right. Um, no, we're all the same creature and we're all capable of the exact same douchebaggy things, yeah, no matter what we are. Yeah. Um, people graph truth that. It's also, it's you know where you're from and and who you are and what group you know we we find a way to generalize things and yeah it, it's it's a story that if you've ever felt like you were a misfit or you didn't fit in yeah. or you got those looks like what the hell is that person about um x-men probably has a story for you yeah because there's there's within that not fitting in story there's you know the captain of the football team and cyclops who can't get his life together there's you know, the the head cheerleader in Jean Grey, who has her own issues on the inside. And Mm -hmm. um, we get to what we're talking about today, which is two of my favorite characters, Rogue and Gambit, uh, Mr. and Mrs. X, in this run, and they're very flawed. Um, And in the past, the story has always been, you know, Rogue's, like her, I don't think it's fair to call it baggage, Mm -hmm. because, um, I don't don't like the term baggage in general. Yeah. Right? Baggage is, it, it's like it's weighing you down.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, we all have that. It
0: it, it weighs you down, sure, but it's what molded you. You're not your baggage. Right. right? You're, Mm -hmm. you're, you were molded by your baggage. You're molded by the things that happened to you. But you're not your baggage. Right. You know, you're. I think you and I were saying this about something else that was happening. Like you're 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 not the mold. You're the kick. <laughs> like yeah. you're you're not that, like you're so much more. Like,
1: yeah. Take that's what, of yeah. Take a bite out of you, don't take a bite of the mold. Well that's what I love about X-Men, and I really like we started you started rewatching the movies with me, and I started watching the movies with, with fresh eyes because I saw it when I was younger, but I never really understood it because I wasn't into comics and plus like you can interpret X-Men in two different ways when you're younger and when you're older like when you're younger you don't quite know that you're interpreting as like mutants being um, accepted into life but when you're older you're like, oh shit that is like a real world thing people don't like people because of like who they what they look like and stuff like that and that is what's so beautiful about X-Men is that they accept you for the baggage and the baggage mostly for X-Men is like just ill acceptance nobody accepts them. As they are. They want to kill them. And I mean, that's heavy shit to yeah. hold on to. and it's And it's like, all day you could be like, oh, it's just comics. It's just comics. But it's like, no, no. That happens in real life. Every single day. Like, it, of any, of every aspect of life. And so, it's amazing because when I was like, really trying to like, raise the awareness that this is X-Men month, there were a lot of people, uh, there was a lot more people that were like, so excited for it than probably anything else that I've done for OCD because... X-Men is like, everybody gets it. Like, you know, we are the weirdos, mister. Like that, that, and and people relate. And that's also like what I'm finding just in the like comic book community itself. Just all all of these people that have been deemed misfits and weirdos and, and not like everybody else, we kind of just find each other. And X-Men really does bring that out. I think that the X-Men is
0: like the comic community. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's the comic community. It's also so much more. I mean, it's yeah, of course. really, it's very interesting when you look at it you know, and, and again that's very it's very much a thing where you've read a comic in your youth and you think you know it and yeah. then you come again to it and you're like, Oh whoa, I did not realize this was about. Mm-hmm. Like X Men is very much about not fitting in. It's also about genocide. Yeah. Oh you know, Magneto is, is a survivor of the Holocaust. Yeah. It's very much, you know, watching the, the systematic oppression of a people. Um and we're we're seeing it play out now and and you know minority communities and you know and indigenous communities and yeah it's 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 rough man and it's like oh crap oh crap like yeah don't be part of uh, uh the government in this part be part of the x-men like don't yeah like be on the x-men side you want to be on the side of the heroes yeah. why are you don't be on the rock don't don't be a sentinel. But then, but <laughs> That's not what you want to be. Be an X-Men. Um, but don't
1: go as far as Magneto, though. Don't think that, like, the X-Men are the ultimate race because he's just as bad as the humans in that he's
0: instance. He's terrible, and it's very much, you know, you you talk about the idea of um, a Killmonger and Black Panther, right? Yeah. You know, rest in, rest in peace, Chadwick Bozeman. But Killmonger and, and Black Power was very much a villain that you're like, but I see his point yeah and you're not Mag- mad at him yeah you're yeah like, uh. with magneto it's a little bit more obscure because he is legit like a villain
1: yeah um
0: but even from a young age we knew <laughs> when you first hear his thoughts on it and it's a matter of like no we're the next step in evolution like why are we no we should not be getting killed you we should be killing them <laughs> don't agree with that part but it's like why why are we not accepted
1: right but like the villain itself um just like the definition of a villain it's like we're, we're told to hate that person, but all it is is like a young kid inside screaming for love and for help and for acceptance. And like yeah, Killmonger is definitely like we saw his past, but we also saw Magneto's past. like can you just imagine being torn away yeah. from your parents like and and your mom was killed right in front of you from a, by your own you know like it's it's so much and like we could we could hate the villains all day, but we got it. we gotta give them love. they need love too. You know, even the bad bad guys, even in government today, they're just little kids screaming for love.
0: I, not to bring in a separate comic, but I was reading a Miss Marvel run, and there's a <laughs> there's a giant part of that in there. But yeah, sometimes criminals need saving too. Yeah. Um, and it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, open eyes, open hearts. That's how we have to go into the world, and yeah. <clears throat> unfortunately, that's not the commonplace. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, hopefully. We're, we, we know for a fact we're a race that's capable of learning, right? The human race. Uh, we have a brain. Usually when we use it, we do good things. <clears throat> Oftentimes when people do it stupidly, they, they do bad things. But, you know, thankfully through stories and history and all these things, we can actually grow and be better and not just yeah. carry on. Yes. But here, here. that... You
1: and, you and the dang table. <laughs> Oh Side that, think, yeah. back
0: to Mr. and Mrs. X. Yes. Um, X-Men's an awesome franchise, I guess you want to call it, a uh, conglomerate of stories. And yeah. Rogan Gabbin's love story is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of overcoming personal demons. And I think uh, the writer, Kelly Thompson, did an amazing job of kind of deep diving into the beauty and the messiness of their relationship. Um, and it's it's a two volume series as far as what I know so far so far at least uh, who knows comic books are very much open ended you can always take a story and keep going yeah Um, we own volumes one and two and uh, volume one is very much about just that overcoming craziness and the whirlwind of romance Mm -hmm. it's very much about like their crazy passionate love and you know you kind of enter the comic into them already you know getting married mm-hmm. so you kind of need a little bit of history on them too
1: but um, also you don't because i read don't. this and i was like oh no i get it like it's the only thing when we'll get to it there's a few things i was like wait a minute shouldn't she know that about him already if they're married but i guess you things are revealed as marriage progresses as, even as close as you think you are
0: but yeah, well it's it's passion right yeah you know it's and it's different um Like, love is love. Love is awesome. Love is incredible. Um, But there are moments of passion, and then there are moments of, you know, tenderness. And, like, uh, ah. And I don't mean passion just in, like, the intimate sense. I mean, passion in, like, there's an energy to the moment. Yeah. And it's, like, it's overcoming. It's all encompassing. Um, They were a love that was born in turmoil. It was born in action. I mean... Every day, it's kind of like a running gag in the X Men. It's like every day they have to rebuild the school for gifted <laughs> young adults because someone attacked it. It blew up. And it was every comic, like every week of the, the comic cartoon, they were like bringing in plaster and drywall, and like fixing the thing. And then the next week, a sentinel would come in and destroy it all. And it was that's where their love grew. And in the comic was the same thing. Like, there's never a a picnic
1: day. Yeah. I don't know uh, Gambit. I don't... Okay, well, I only know them from the movies, and we get a lot more... A closer look of Rogue in the movies, but not Gambit as much. He's in there for, like, a second, throwing his magical cards, and he doesn't look like he does now. He he has, like, long hair. He looks like... I don't know. um, What's that guy from White Stripes? (laughs) Uh, Jack White. Jack, Jack White. He looks like Jack White. He's, like, throwing cards. You know, ah, I'm going to sing a song. No, um, so I don't really know him and I don't, I, so his power is that he can, let's talk about their powers for a second. Okay, go for it. Okay, so Gambit's power, and this is what I'm interpreting and then you add or subtract or correct, um, his power is that he can give energy to whatever object that he
0: touches. So there is a technical, uh, spiel For for what Gamut does, right? Mm -hmm. The the layman's terms, right? The common tongue would be yeah, he puts energy into objects and he could cause them to detonate on impact. Mm. Um, As far as is it like the the actual verbiage, I'm sure someone, as you say, someone's in their car screaming at me right now. Yeah. Um, There's a much more technical term, I think it has to do with like kinetic energy, like energy that's at rest. He knows how to put it into motion through his touch. Yeah. He's also like very skilled hand to hand. He's witty. Um, sidebar, he is uh, the Prince of Thieves. Yeah, I was like, what is this, Aladdin too?" Like, He's, what is. But that's his story arc. He, he comes from from the South as well. He's Cajun. Yeah. Um, it's why every TH in the comic book is turned into a D. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, then? Okay, then. Then. I love it. <laughs> um, and his accent's one of the. More fun accents to read. His
1: his voice started to turn into the the lightning bug from Princess and the Frog. It's exactly who it's supposed to be,
0: Raymond. Raymond, I loved it. it made me happy. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's Gambit, and he's he's agile, he's quick, he's witty. Um, his eyes are red. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's a very like deep and rich character. Um, he's a character. Uh, very similar to uh, The Walking Dead with Daryl, right? Yeah. Daryl in the show. He wasn't a very fleshed out character. He was not supposed to catch on. But then people gravitated towards him. Mm. Same thing with Gambit. He really wasn't very fleshed out. And people started liking him. Like, yeah, That guy's cool. He throws playing cards. Like, playing cards are awesome. He's throwing <laughs> like aces at people. I love Vegas. cool <laughs> This is cool. Yeah. So the more they were like, oh, we have something here. And he was kind of like, "Uh, they built the freeway, then they built the city. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Instead yeah. Instead of like building the city and then driving people to it.
1: I feel like it's better that way. There's a lot of characters that we love today in like, many forms of media that are like, oh, those are accident characters. And, I'm, and you're like, those are my favorite characters because they were yeah. made on accident. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and as far as the two of them, Rogue was the one that was more present, right? Um, she is a Southern Belle. Um, in the movies, she's much younger. Um, much more damselly, which yeah. I don't like. And that's, a, a, my... that's
1: like the first thing you said when we are watching. You're like, I don't like this version of her hair. Yeah,
0: it's, it's just, it's not the rogue that you meet in the cartoons and in the comic books. She's a firecracker. Mm-hmm. She's the one, she's very much uh, Daisy Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. From the, movie, the Jessica Simpson version where she's yeah. kind of like, she'll use her sexuality to get you in, but she'll crack you across the jaw. Like, that's <laughs> her. She's, she's the tomboy who happened to be beautiful and a supermodel? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, she's my wife. That's right. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but it's very much like you know, like very. She had a lot of like powerful energy and just that. And you know, with mutants in general, they always get their the, as it goes, the X gene, which is their, their gene in their DNA, mm-hmm. that kicks in. It usually kicks in in their adolescence. And rogue story is very intense. Um, she was getting her first kiss from a boy. Oh yeah. And she ends up putting him into a coma. I think he dies. No, he heals in no a coma. Um, and that's her power. She takes the energy from people. Now, in normal human beings, that removal of energy—that's our life. Like that's our our, our life. We die, mm-hmm. um, or we go into a coma. With mutants, she's actually able to absorb their power. And this plays out really awesomely in the in the movie. It you know it's kind of touched on. It's only really seen on as a hindrance to her, and in the comic books, a big thing. It's part of her, the psychology of her. She's very troubled by this, mm-hmm. and you you sense it in the comics as you read it, because she's like, does all these crazy self-mutilating things to just have an intimate night with her husband. Right. You know. Yeah, with the collar. Yeah, and the, the, the headaches. Genetic suppression, or the mutant power so- suppressing collar, and all these things. It's it's very much, it's it's painful to her, but she does it because there's like no other way for her to be normal.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And again, it's touched on in the movies where every time like there's a cure, she's like, you guys can get rid of this for me. Um, But then again, in the movies, her powers, lack of a better term, are kind of (laughs) lame. In the comic books, she flies. She's super strong. She is indestructible. She could grip a grenade in her hand, have it explode. She'll be fine, she's indestructible. But they needed her to be in the damsel role for some reason. They needed a damsel, yeah. Maybe, and they chose her because she's a southern bale. Yeah. And, in in reality, you know, Magneto tries to capture her. She probably beat the shit out of Toad and Sabertooth and all of them.
1: Because
0: yeah. that's literally what she does. Like. Yeah. She'll. She's the one where you shoot. You'd have a panel of her punching someone, and your their teeth would be like broken. <laughs> Because <laughs> of the the, of the force, force, the, the impact. Punch? Yeah, that's her.
1: Well, in this comic, she's super. I, 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 mean, I've only known her from the movies, and I just, and from what you're saying now, and what you said when we were watching it too, you said the same exact thing. And so I was looking forward to seeing how she would be, how she was in the comics, and like she's nearly, she's probably more powerful than Gambit. Like she's. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, she saves him. It's an, yeah, but the thing is, she has so many insecurities. Which is no slight to her. It's not her fault because um, everybody's just told her that she's too much. And so, and he's the one person that is not saying she's too much, that she's just enough and she could be more, which is beautiful. And then that, that's a marriage. That's what a marriage should be. And the thing is, also, she's constantly afraid that Gambit's going to leave her she says this over and over again and she does stuff to self-sabotage and to make herself seem worse so that it becomes like a self-actualization just from her thinking it, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's sad to watch, but like I can totally relate, where you're just like, your whole life, you've been told you're way too much, you got too much energy going on, and then you meet someone that's like, whoa, you're super cool, and you're like, no, you couldn't possibly love me forever, you don't know me for who I am, and then they get to know you, and they're like, whoa, you're still really cool, and you're like,
0: whoa, okay, alright, I think I like you. <laughs> well, in Rogue's defense, um, and I mean this in the most polite and lovable way, because I love Gambit, he's a dick. <laughs> why he's an asshole i didn't catch that um you don't catch it unless you see the nuances of it okay. and a lot of it is in his history um he has cheated on Rogue, whether accidentally or you know otherwise um he's uh kind of a perpetual liar um rogue said to save him from himself from making poor he's decisions a thief.
1: he's a he's um, got that in his blood yeah.
0: right he uh there's a story arc where he becomes like one of the horsemen for apocalypse. Whoa! I believe he becomes death. I'm not sure, and I will get yelled at on the interwebs it's over okay. it. I got you, babe. Um, I'll take him. He be- he basically becomes one of the horsemen apocalypse. Rogue has to save him. He's made a lot of really shitty, piss poor decisions. Yeah. Um. So he's very much the bad boy role. Um. To to be- to rogue's like Southern Belle like. Everyone's sweetheart, everyone loves Rogue. Like, what? How can you do that? Um, he's troubled. He's troubled. And um, I love this run uh, because, not to give too much away, but Volume 2 very much shows you Gambit's flaws. You know, in Volume 1, you see a lot of Rogue's flaws and her insecurities and her just like, I, I cannot control this mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to her powers and what's going on. In Volume 2, you get a little bit more of, of Gambit doing the fucked up shit that Gambit does that Rogue has to again step in and be like hey dummy like what are you what What are you doing come on let's, let's save the day and be
1: done with this. But the beautiful thing is that they love each other so much that they see what the other's potential is even if the other one doesn't see it.
0: Yeah I don't even think I don't even like it's potential in some ways yes it's potential but in other ways it's just like it's not about the potential it's just about hey you big dummy I love you like shut the shut up, shut up. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I've, I know we've had that, like, me, I've had, like, so times where I'm like, God, why did I do that, I'm an idiot, blah, 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 and you've, like, come in the room and be like, hey, I heard you say that over there, just shut up. Shut up.
1: <laughs> Slap your ass and walk back out the room, yeah, right? Like, yeah,
0: you know what I mean? You're going like, to be okay. <laughs> we all have that, and that's, yeah. uh, the, the, the smack we need sometimes. Yeah. Smack in the butt to be like, hey, quick, like, cut that shit out. Oh, like, you know it's not real, and I know, you know it's, it's not real. Yeah, like, stop. Yeah um and that's that's what they do to, for each other um mm. they're very powerful for one another um and this comic book shows that a lot you know when it's if it's just like a i don't know do we want to go in order as far as the comic goes
1: <laughs> what what do you mean like uh starting at the top well let's start at the top of the comic and we'll work our way yeah through. we'll work let's do that. that let's do that no i love it i love that we dove into them as a character um Because that's really important. That's a really important setup, especially if you haven't read this before and you have that setup. It's like it kind of adds to it. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to read the summary real quick. Can Rogue and Gambit finally relax and enjoy marital bliss? Not like bliss. Not likely. (laughs) Stuck in the Mojo verse. Rogue and Gambit are Wait, wait, wait. That's volume two this is volume two whoa let me get volume one (laughs) just kidding oh and i also want to say um i did say on patreon that we were going to do both of these volumes but then i realized that this came out in 2019 and i only like to do the first volume of comics um because i want to get people excited and i do give away spoilers for the first one like i said only to get you excited for the second one um but if this was like five years old I think that's my limit. If it's five years old, I might do the second volume. But if it's not, I think I'll just stick with the first. Because artists need, artists and writers of comics need to make
0: money. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Any writers or
0: artists that are listening to this, thank you for the work you do. And please keep making more because I will keep buying more. Yes. Thank you.
1: We will. Thank you. We, we work to buy comics. Our house is made of comics, actually. Yeah, no. All right. So Gambit and Rogue, are husband wait, and Wait, 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 wait. Oh, my gosh. You know gosh. what the pace is?
0: What? The Fantastic Four Foundation. What? It's a Fantastic Four joke. Someone will get it. Someone out there will get it.
1: If you get it, please um, <laughs> message me to let me know. Just say. Or message I,
0: me to pat me on the back. No. I'm really
1: proud of myself oh, all the time. I know you are. He's he's drinking coffee. There's What's in your coffee, babe?
0: A bitch's brew.
1: It is called bitch's brew. Yeah. Bitch's brew and some Dunkin' Donuts mix. That's it's his a favorite. Dunkin' bitch. Oh, oh okay. No? No. Is that inappropriate? Let's see. We can Uh, edit that out. Can we? we? (laughs) Who's editing this? All right. Gambit and Rogue are husband and wife, and their honeymoon will be uncanny. In their extraordinary lives, Gambit and Rogue have faced nearly every challenge imaginable. But now that the Marvel Universe's hottest couple has tied the knot, how will they cope with married life X-Men style? By going interstellar. Oh my gosh, did the turtles write this? By going <laughs> interstellar. Being tasked with protecting a mysterious package and the galaxy seems to want makes for a pretty bizarre honeymoon. But what else could be worse than Deadpool? Yes, Deadpool. Crashing the party. Yes. Oh wait, I just said yes and then it said yes here. Tess, get through the summary. Hurry up. Okay. The TechNet <laughs> crashing it too. Not to mention the share Empire... Uh, Imperial Guard, Deathbird, the Star Jammers, and a whole empire in turmoil. What the heck is in this package anyway? And will Gamut and
0: Rogue ever make it home? Okay. Bum bum bum. Dun, dun, dun. For the record, as far as an X-Men expert, uh, I know a lot about the planet side X-Men. Um I'm still learning a lot of the interstellar side of X-Men.
1: I did not know it even existed in outer space because they never really
0: bring that up in the movies, I feel like. Well, I there's only so many people you can beat up on your planet. Before, you run out of people. Before you run out of people. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times Sabretooth gets his ass handed to him yeah. and they're like, okay, we gotta bring some mouse in. We gotta stop but, beating uh, up humans. They stand no chance. Aliens! Aliens! aliens. <laughs> the one meme with the guy with the hair. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then there's a it's a rich history you could do i mean there have been several books tombs even about the interest that our side of the x-men universe um marvel universe I should mm-hmm. and uh it's interesting it's super interesting it's uh it's deep and this is awesome you know they Let's start, let's get into a story then, Yeah, right?
1: let's start a story. So they, okay, so we start in the, at their wedding mm-hmm. on another planet, which threw me off. That's when I was like, oh shit. No, their wedding is on Earth. Oh. Well, their honeymoon's in yeah. a spaceship. Yeah. So their,
0: their wedding takes place, I think it's at the school, because it was supposed to be Oh. someone else's wedding. Yeah. What? Um, Kitty, Pride, and Colossus, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Because um, they're an on-again, off-again romance. Okay. But they were going to get married in the previous run-up to this, right? But what ended up happening is they said no, Rogan and Gabmit have been on and off again. And I think it's, I don't know who proposes who. I don't want to say the wrong answer. Okay. But punchline is, they kind of have like a, hey, last minute wedding. Um, and hey, you and I can- I was, I, That's why I just smiled at you. I was like, that's what we did. Yeah, it's very much a last minute wedding. Like she's not wearing white, she's wearing green. Um, Which I love. Uh, they don't have rings. Wow, <laughs> this like did they write a book about us here? Is this our wedding? Um, we got married first. No. Uh, yeah. Well. Did yeah, we? we did. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> great. <laughs> great. That's right. Um. It's very impromptu. It's it's the X Men there, and and you kind of have a little bit of like a. Uh, here's a guest list, you know, and you know X twenty three is there, and and Kitty Pryde is there, and. And everyone, or not sorry, Kitty President's not there. There's a bunch of like X Men, original X Men yeah. that are there, Iceman and Storm, uh, Bling, Storm. Who's Gabby? The- Gabby? Yeah. Um, remind me what she looks like. Ed?
1: Oh, I don't know what she looks like. Some some lady, some white girl with brown hair. I don't know. But anyway, I just started naming down names, and they were calling each other by their first names.
0: Yeah. Not um, their. If X-Men she has name. the short hair, that's Jubilee. Okay. Cool. Um, the short hair and the pink glasses. Okay. That's kind of, she's very iconic in short hair and pink glasses. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, so you have this like guest list and it's very much um, uh, the comic is about like what everyone else is looking at when they see Rogue and Gambit, right? And it's like, oh, who would ever thought they would have been married? Yeah. You know, people are picking teams because it's like, as often as Rogue and Gammon have been in love, they've also like wanted to punch each other in the face. That's marriage. <laughs> That's marriage. Um, there's actually one of my favorites, I think I called you over in the cartoon where uh, Rogue, yeah, and then the X-Men animated series, Rogue thinks Gambit is dead, and she can't kiss him, so she like covers his lips with her hand, she kisses the back of her hand, then she punches him in the face, like, don't ever do that again, (laughs) and that's very much the relationship, like, they're not a traditional, um, boy meets girl, boy and girl fall in love, boy and girl get married, they run off into the sunset. It's boy meets girl, girl refuses to like boy, boy's kind of a dick and a jerk. Uh girl then likes boy because he's a dick and kind of falls into the cliche. Boy cheats on girl, girl punches boy, and then there's a back and forth of that. Yeah. And then like other little tidbits in the story that we'll gather along the way. Um in that back and forth of Rogan Gabbot's love, uh Gambit has to get married at some point uh it's it's super weird and, and wonky and awesome mm-hmm. um but they're very rich characters um but yeah and it's everyone like looking up. this like whoa this is actually happening like they're yeah. getting married Who
1: the, sweet the hell yeah. thought that. And, um, there's a lot of x-men that show up here like you said but one person that I was like what? Well, actually, we find out about the this necklace that Rogue wears that dampens her abilities, mm-hmm. and her because if she were to touch Gambit, she would might put him in a coma. Like even though he's powerful, she's even more powerful. And like she's scared of her own shadow, basically. Like at this, you know, she just does not want anything bad to happen to him. That's her true love, and she would just feel terrible if it was her fault. So she puts on this like this power dampening necklace. And then like the girls of X-Men just kind of, they come out and they're like, we need something old, something borrowed and something blue. And I was like, "Haha! wouldn't it be funny if Mystique showed, a- oh, there's Mystique. So Mystique was the something blue. <laughs>
0: well, funny thing, um, Mystique is actually in an odd way Rogue's mother.
1: Yeah, that's what my question was. I was like, I'm confused. I didn't hear about that story.
0: So again, this is something that I got bits and pieces of because I saw an animated series when I was younger and I saw it again when I was older because thank you disney plus for putting that series on there mm-hmm. um uh there was a, a point in rogue's life where she was adopted oh and that stepmother was mystique mystique adopted rogue um she wanted to kind of raise her as a badass um and like, protect a mutant um mystique is very much in that magneto camp where it's like we have no reason to hide who we are We need to save each other from everyone else. Right. Um, Very, very militant in that sense. Um, So, yeah, that's her stepmom. And there's also a weird story arc where Mystique has pretended to be rogue. And I think it was like Slept with Gambit. It's weird. Whoa. It gets weird. (laughs) Um, Oh, but it gets weirder. (laughs) And so it's very, everyone's like, what? Is she doing here? Is she gonna kidnap you? Like she have some kind of plan. She's like, no, I'm here to celebrate my daughter's wedding. And her daughter's like, Thank you for being here, but can you hide a little bit? Because I don't want everyone to freak out. Yeah. And Mystique's like, sure, whatever you want. Like, it's not about me, it's about you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's that's awesome. That's cool. It's very much about
1: Rogan Gabby. Yeah. She's like, I'm not gonna seek revenge today. Yeah, I'm not gonna Maybe tomorrow. Maybe but
0: tomorrow. Not today. <laughs>
1: Well that night they um they're on a spaceship and they there's like many panels of them just having a fun wink honeymoon
0: night and I was like good lord marvel like they, it's a lot they were they're so arguably and I'm sure people can debate this all day but they are the prettiest X-Men around like Rogue was always hypersexualized and all that stuff. Well, all the X Men women early on were hypersexualized, but Rogue definitely more so. Cause she was like the Southern Belle, mm-hmm. and every villain who kidnapped her also wanted to like make her his own, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and then Gambit was always charming. He's always like Cajun. He throw out the occasional French word. He, it was you know he you know he was sexy. very yeah he was a sexy guy, um, and and that was his thing. So it was always like, oh, if those two got it on. But wait, they can't. They can never. They can barely hold hands. They can't kiss unless it causes great pain. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's rough. That's super rough. Yeah. So they gave them a, a part in the story where it's like, all right, you have 24 hours with someone who you've loved for a giant chunk of your adult life. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, it's your wedding night. Only one thing you would feast <laughs> Yeah. Um, You're hot, do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, they, they do a lot, all over many pages. Um, and then they get a call, and and Gambit's like, no, Rob, please don't answer it. Please, 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 please. It's our wedding night. We're on a spaceship. I can see Earth from here. We are far away from our problems. Please. And she's like, well, it's Kitty. And Kitty knows that this is our honeymoon night, and if it wasn't an emergency, she wouldn't call. So we need to answer. Um, which I don't blame her. I, I would probably do the same thing. I'd be like, well, something really bad must be happening. And indeed, there is something bad happening. Oh, by the way, they're on Carol Danvers' ship. Yeah. That she loaned them. Which I was like, um, Captain Marvel, I love that.
0: She's a giant part. She's a giant part of the Marvel, of the X-Men universe. There's a whole, uh, comic arc where Rogue and Carol get in a fight. hmm And then Rogue steals Carol's powers and she becomes, like, crazy powerful. Because... She can't really like stop absorbing Carol's yeah. powers, and Carol's like a giant battery, so she ends up like draining her.
1: Yeah, the what I think is like weird is that I keep forgetting that X Men is part of the Marvel universe because they're so like their own thing. I'm like, why would the whole like the Avengers compared to X Men? Like I almost love, and I'm I'm saying this because this is how much I know. I almost love the X Men more because of all of their morals that they're promoting about like it's okay to be weird and they're not trying to like save the day you know and be this heroic american hero they're like accidentally saving the day or they're like coming together as a team to save the day or they're like they trust each other as a team to save the day like in what i've seen anyway it's not like sing songy like and we've got hulk and thor and iron man and captain marvel
0: too (laughs) and And, uh, the mighty thor and
1: the mighty thor no it's none of that it's just like oh hey uh we've got this guy who knows how to throw flames and this girl who knows how to breathe underwater i know let's go on this thing you know like it's it's i don't know i like that everybody has different combinations and there's so many of them it's like you don't get bored of the same five that's that's just my opinion.
0: And and, and again, this is that was Stanley's like idea behind them. He wanted a group of misfits. Yeah. And you know, very X Men is very much the family you choose. You, know, you can't pick your blood, but they choose each other and they choose to fight for one another and they choose to stick beside one another. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful. Um, because there's a lot of us out there, the older we get, the more we realize that like the family we choose, like is it's crazy important. Our blood families amazing and incredible and everything but um the family we choose is almost it's almost, it's almost equally as important
1: I yeah i mean think of the family that you and i have chosen and, yeah and
0: like, you you end up like they shape you yeah
1: because like, blood,
0: blood shapes you of course but yeah. they're the, the the family you choose ends up being a giant part of who you become
1: yeah
0: absolutely um so yeah it's 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 cool so and that was that was gambit's gift right yeah, that was Gambit's like wedding gift. Like, oh, I made sure that we get away from everything, because again, like I was saying, their love was brewed in turmoil, right? Um, constantly, like, hey, we have this moment of intimacy. Oh shit, the alarm is going off. We gotta go save the planet.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, hey, this moment intimacy. Oh wait, we have to go in the danger room and mess up some stuff to make sure we're at top level. Right. You know, and they wanted that getaway. And of course, Kitty Pryde comes in. And I love Kitty Pride For the record, again, another one that they just missed the point of the character
1: in, in the, the movies. movies?
0: Oh, okay. Um, they made him just like they made him, They made you know her the other girl, and Kitty Pride's a badass. She's legit a badass. You kind of see it in uh, Days Future Past, mm-hmm. where she she had all these crazy powers. But oh man, she's she's cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I, I like I liked her in um, the Wolver- uh, What she did uh, in Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, that's cool. Super. You have to be super powerful to put Wolverine into the past, but make sure he. That was a lot, and like yeah. keep everybody safe. She basically saved everybody. but it wasn't for her, the world wouldn't yeah. have been saved. Good done. Um, so Kitty calls kitty calls and uh or it could be a cat call if it's a kitty (laughs) call thank you very much
0: boo Boo.
1: (laughs) thank you um okay so kitty calls and she's like yo we got an emergency you guys got to get over here and stuff just starts happening okay so for in my comic book brain which is it's almost two years in i've read a lot of comic books in Mm -hmm. two years um but when it comes to introducing a slew of characters and the transition from how we got from A to B, mm-hmm. I get lost because there's so much going on. So I can't remember what happens between like Kitty telling them what uh, mission they need to go on. I don't even remember the mission. I just remember, she. I don't even think she told them. She's like, you just need to be here. You're The reason why we're calling you is because you're in space and you're actually closer than we are. And it's really important, you need to get there. And then we're like transferred over to this other planet where we meet all of these, like, all of these other people, which they introduce them kind of like a video game, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And I love how they I did it. Yeah. I did tr- Do you want to explain how they did that?
0: Yeah. It's a great, awesome, it's a, I forget if it's a splash page or not. It might, um, be. I'm not it sure. might be, but at least it's, it's more than 60% of the actual panel. Yeah. Or the page, I'm sorry. And um, they did line them up left to right and they give you a little blurb. Like, they're named bold, and then underneath, what they can do, you know? And, and there's a ton of them. I forget their names, but it's basically the people that are there to stop whatever mission that Rogan Gambit on, are on. And um, it, it happens very quickly, you know? It's Kitty Pryde doing the famous, uh, the fear of the, the video phone, mm-hmm. which is like, they're going to call when you're buck naked. And of course, <laughs> Rogan and Gambit are in their birthday suits. And Kitty's like, oh, and hey guys, I'm like, ah, put pants on. Are there no pants in space? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's it, it's it's cool. It's like, oh, this is this is a thing. Like, um, so they go on their mission, and the first group that they meet, uh, it escapes me.
1: It's I, I wrote it down. It's Hussar, Manta, Flashfire, Astra, and Cerise.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they're part of the she, she how do you pronounce that?
1: I don't even know it's like S-H-I-Dash-A-R She-R she,
0: she, R. R. she R. no She-R is right yeah. she, R? she R Empire and so they're there to get the package that Rogan Gambit had just gotten it dropped off
1: yeah okay they got it
0: dropped off by um,
1: I don't know they got it dropped by I don't know dropped off by? yeah
0: someone like leaves the egg in their possession
1: Okay, are they but these guys are bad guys. Yeah, they're bad. Okay.
0: Well they're not so here's the thing, right? And when the in the X-Men interstellar universe, mm-hmm. it's messy because people are only as bad as their last action. Right. You know, and it's it's fun it's it's funny I'm referencing the Avengers video game because I was just playing it. Yeah. But um there's there's a scene where they said, you know, good isn't something you are, good is something you do. And the same thing goes for bad. Bad isn't something you are. Bad is something you do. Um, and in the interstellar universe, there's moments where we've had to reach out to the Shi'ar Empire to give us a hand. Mm-hmm. There's moments where the Shi'ar Empire has been like, you all gotta die. You know. So
1: you're familiar with that empire? Um,
0: Not extensively. I know I've seen the name before. It's, okay, so it's appeared before. Um, and I've seen the, certain of those characters before okay but um it's it's a running thing there's the, people are very ambiguous um there's moments where um havoc whom we meet later in the comic um or sorry the father of havoc, whom we meet later in the comic, a star I believe his name is um he's done very nice things he's also a pirate he's a space pirate, right does some really bad things, so it's very like uh eh. yeah. You know, today we're against you. Sorry. You know, same thing with Deadpool. Deadpool is very much a uh, anti-hero in that some days he's like, oh, awesome. Like, yeah. you're here to help out. And he's like, yeah, they paid me to kill the bad guy, so I'm killing the bad guy. And then other days he's like, hey, they paid me a ton of money to kill the good guy, so you got to go. Yeah. You kind of got to keep reading to find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, um... We as soon as I we
1: get this part, I'm like, okay, so this is gonna be their adventure, and it'll be Mm -hmm. a honeymoon you'll never forget. That's what this should have been called, not love and marriage, honeymoon you'll never forget. And what I loved about um this is that they have like the whole fight scene and everything. They fight them. They're trying to get, and these fight scenes are really brilliant, by the way. They're really fun. They last a couple pages, and there's like, and the thing about Marvel is that they have some in the fight scenes. There is humor that is thrown in especially when our boy Deadpool appears at the end of this issue
0: but but just to touch up on the fight scenes I love and again it shows the strength of Rogue as a character that if someone who's only seen the X-Men movies they'll never appreciate it the fight will go on until Rogue says alright that's enough like literally it's her just being like alright I'm done I'm over fighting you guys like Hmm. I'm gonna kick your ass now that is literally Rogue in a nutshell she'll put up with your shit until she's like alright you know what I'm done. You're going out the airlock, like, yeah. like we're. This is just the way I'm gonna end it right now. Yeah. Um. That that's the beauty of her character, and again, you, it's it. That's an ongoing thing, right? Everywhere they go, uh, they meet someone else for this particular story. So yeah, I'll let yeah. you keep going.
1: No, no, no. I oh, know that's uh, yes. Um. And there's a lot of characters in even just this comic. Oh yeah. But it's like also. You don't need to know all of them to appreciate what's going on. Like, sometimes I'm just like, okay, Rogue and Gamut, those are our main guys over there, and those guys are fighting them. Equals bad. Cool. (laughs) Oh, and there's Deadpool. Where does he lie? We don't know. But he pops into the scene.
0: And you know, it's so much of of comic books and and it's funny because it's like comic book characters are like people. Yeah. Right? Uh, You remember the memorable ones. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other ones that you just don't remember. Um, and this is, it's so mean, but it's true. It's honest. Yeah. Um, in, in the comic book world, like I don't know tons. I I know care. I know I've seen characters. I'm like, Oh, I recognize you. I had your trading card when I was nine. Um, 29. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it it was very much, uh, like, Oh, I recognize you. You don't have to know someone's complete backstory. Sometimes just like, oh, whoa, look at you. Look at how they drew you. You're a giant with a tiny creature on your back. Okay, that's uh, cool. Yeah, All right. let's go with it. Moving and,
1: on. And like, that's, you know. Yeah, and that's what I love about comics too is that like you don't have to come in here and you don't have to, you don't have to know everybody's backstory. And that's where people get confused, and I think that's when they drift off from comics because they're like, well, shit, I don't know anybody's backstory, da-da-da-da. I was like, well, okay, let's just focus on one thing at a time. That guy has lots of muscles <laughs> and lots of weapons. He's probably bad. That's all you need to know, honey. That's it. Move on. Next next guy. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's like, I think that some people think really way too hard about these characters. Um, I'm not talking about fans. I'm just talking about new fans. Yeah, people like,
0: are intimidated.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: that's, that's what I hope to uh, dissolve. Here. Well, you, you think of like classic storytelling, right? There's usually one protagonist mm-hmm. and one antagonist. Mm-hmm. And then there's like lackeys on either side, right? Minions, uh, pawns, if you will. Yeah. And then they're, like, the fodder, and then the two, the protagonist and the antagonist, they clash. And in comic books, you still have that. You know, there's always a protagonist and an antagonist, but they're, it's a revolving door. Yeah. Like, some are coming into the story, some are in story, coming in, the and not on either side. Yeah. So you just have to say, okay, cool, they're here now. Yeah. You know, are they standing in the way of the main goal? Are they there to push the main goal forward? Are they pull the main goal back? Um that's how you base it off you don't need to know that deadpool is canadian which we learned recently yeah shout out to canada (laughs) canada day
1: um but wait is he yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: so you don't need to know that yeah all you have to know is that he never dies yeah (laughs) he kind of regenerates because he's a giant
1: humor yeah but I love it? that they use that as humor they're like yeah. oh he'll be fine he's gonna blow up over there but he'll he'll come back alive in a sec he's fine it's like you could be mad at him so you kill him then he comes back <laughs> well okay so he joins our brigade here um, our posse well uh, what he is he trying
0: he's trying to steal something right yeah now.
1: Yes. The egg. They're trying to. Yeah. Well, it is a gem, and then it turns into an egg. Yes. And then, um, so that's their main quest. What the heck is in this egg? That's all. If you, this is your, your newest comic, that's all you have to worry about. What's in this egg? That's it.
0: Yeah. Basically, in the in the the previous group of people that, um, meet Rogue and Gambit. Yeah. Uh, they end up getting in a fight. Uh, one of the people's powers is the ability to go through things, mm-hmm. to basically break down their own form, to go through solid objects, very similar to Kitty Pryde.
1: Kitty yeah.
0: Um, while Rogue accidentally is in the process of fighting and draining someone else's power, she drains their power. She drains their power, and she ends up grabbing the egg, and then with the egg going through the wall, and then she's floating through space. Yeah. And Gambit is like, shit. My fiance's out in space.
1: What? I can't go out there to
0: get her. She then, won't
1: last long. Yeah,
0: and then all of a sudden, pop, explosion. She ends up disappearing. And then Deadpool saves her. And it, it turns out that Deadpool saves her. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, I was hired," you know, to this end. Deadpool is very much Deadpool. He doesn't break the fourth wall as much, um, but he does like.
1: He hits on um, he hits on uh, Rogue really hard. Whoa! Well, <laughs> they have a
0: history again oh my gosh rogue had to make out with deadpool at one point to steal his power so that she wouldn't die oh so it's why like deadpool mentioned like oh she yeah couldn't... we kind of kissed once i still think about it She couldn't just touch him she uh, had to make out with him that doesn't make for a good story oh babe. right right sorry <laughs> right 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 excuse me excuse me um and for the record no one enjoys kissing deadpool he's basically a zombie under his clothes basically
1: Except for his love. it's a Hey, don't hate on zombies. Zombies have, can find love too. Love and brains.
0: Love, love and brains. brains. Uh,
1: okay, so this egg, um, I'm kind of uh, skipping forward just a little bit, but this egg cracks and a naked kid rogue. <laughs> n- you heard that right. Rogue as a kid, but naked and naked.
0: Well, not, not, not a kid, not a child kid, but like a young, young, definitely a like younger looking Like 21 or something. Yeah,
1: yeah like in her ni- over 18, I think.
0: And Gambit is very much like, holy crap. And Deadpool is very much like, holy crap. In the way you would expect Deadpool like, to react oh, yeah, if a naked yeah. rogue was running around. <laughs> and then, of course, Kitty Pride calls in. And again, she mentions, like, why is everyone naked yeah. all the time? All the time.
1: But then she also explains that this is the daughter mm-hmm. of Professor X and liliandra nerimani
0: yeah it's a celeste not a celeste being an alien being Mm -hmm. um it's their their love child basically yeah and she what she was doing was she was giving people a comforting idea Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like she was able to get into your brain with her psychic powers and and all right you like rogue you all like rogue rogue like rogue gamma likes rogue deadpool really likes rogue I'm going to make myself in a rogue. Yeah. Because that'll make you guys like me. Right. It's very childlike in thought. Yeah, people-pleasing kind of thought. And what ends up happening is they end up chasing her around with a blanket, trying to get clothes on her. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, It's very tastefully done. I know it sounds like it's very crass. Um, Again, when it comes to like certain things, it can be crass, but this was written by a woman who knows what she was doing. Yeah. And it was done extremely tastefully... And it's very much tongue-in-cheek jokey and uh it's very fun it's a very up to this point and beyond it's a really fun you're it's a it's one where you read and you find yourself grinning yeah you're just like well, he's okay. fight.
1: like i'm saying like the, in these fight scenes especially with deadpool there he's making funny jokes after he's like you know we're gonna go get some pizza after kind of guy like <laughs> let's hurry up with this business so we can move on with our lives yeah and of
0: course deadpool is really funny as well because he's very ambiguous for the sexuality yeah. Like, he'll say he likes females, but he'll be like, hey, you're man pretty, let's go. Yeah. And he's very much hitting on Gambit as well at some point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that they added them into the story. So, anyway, this this girl, her name is Zandra, and she's the, like I said, she's the daughter of Professor X and Lilianja Nurmani, and everybody wants her. So... Throughout the rest of this this story, and I'm I don't want to go into too much detail because there's so much to it. It's a really small volume, but they really do jam pack it. Oh yeah! But also, it's not to the point where you're totally confused. Like it's not wordy. It's no, not wordy. it's like art and and f- there's a lot of fighting in here.
0: There's a ton of artwork. Shout out to the guys who did it, uh, Bazalda. I'll tell what? you right
1: now. Let me flip it open. Um, Oscar Bazaldua Bazzal, and David Lopez um, are the artists. Frank Darmada, Nay Young Kim are the color artists. Um, the letters are V.C. Joe Sabino and Travis Lanham. Um, it's, yeah, it's absolutely, yeah. it's
0: beautiful. The, it's, the the fight scenes with uh, Gammon and denpole is basically three pages long. Oh wait, four pages long. Um, left to right, across both sides. And... It's one long fight scene and you see them Gambit and Deadpool moving from left to right and Gambit trying to like subdue the enemies and Deadpool killing them and then Gambit asking them, hey dude, can you stop killing people, please? Yeah. <laughs> you told me you wouldn't <laughs> kill people, dude. And he gives him a stick and he's like, I can't kill people with a stick. And he's like, I know. And then he manages to kill people with a stick. Yeah. It's very, it's funny, but it's also really, it's in a really cool way. I've never seen it done that way before. Huh. Um,
1: I liked having I liked having Deadpool in here. It added a, a fun effect to it. Um, and then at one point they do have to kick him out because yeah. like he's just causing so much havoc. They're like, "It's extra work with you here, bro. You gotta go." And he's in there for a good chunk, probably like a, an issue and a half.
0: Yeah, and again, even with that, it's Rogue who's like, "And we're good." Yeah, and, and we're
1: done. <laughs> and we're and we're done. So let's pop over. Pop over. I got that from Emily from uh, Why This Film. Let's pop over to um, uh, Chandelier where Rogue and Gambit are hanging upside down in chains and they're trapped, um, and they're still flirting.
0: Yeah, because they uh, so the She Shi'ar team managed to steal the egg back. Right mm-hmm. at this point, it's an egg, or sorry, we know it's a person. She was able to mentally project an image of an egg onto her captors mm-hmm. so that she, like, they wouldn't, like, try to mess with her things on her, do tests or experiment, whatever. Gambit and Rogue have to dress up and try to go in disguise and head in. And again, the skies don't work. Yeah. They're very pretty people. <laughs> people recognize Gambit and Rogue. They get caught. They end up hanging upside down and it's kind of an ongoing joke where Gambit has lockpicks hidden places. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're in his butt. They're Sometimes in his butt. <laughs> it's in, you know, in all these things. And then, you know, he gets the lockpick from Rogue because Rogue was having, had one hidden in her mouth. It's it's again, it's really cool. It's very cliche um master thief story. Yeah. Where it's like, I got a lockpick, I'll get out of these locks, and it's like, an intergalactic lock how are you gonna why would you need a lock pick
1: he knows how to pick intergalactic lo- locks babe don't hate it.
0: <laughs> whatever whatever but um, that's basically it and they, they go in and it's their whole process of like getting in and getting back to the egg and then making a break for it and uh it's it's just really fun. what did you think about
1: it I like that part because they were like they would flirt with each other the whole time too like um, he would pick. The, he picked the lock. They got down, and he's like, "That enough?" Wow, wife. She's like, "It'll do. It'll do." But she's also. He was also like. He knows that that's his charm, and that's what she loves about him is that he's able to have like weird abilities. Oh like.
0: yeah, no. I mean, he's super charming, and he's charming to the reader as well. Like when uh, they were fighting, the first group they were fighting, um, Rogue steals the power from someone's whip. Uh-huh. And then Gavin makes a comment of like leave it to you to grab the whip first, honey. And she's like, "Really? Like now? you're telling everyone that out loud?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's again, it's it's funny. It's like, "Oh, yeah. yeah. That's kind of yeah. That's
1: funny." So, yeah. I'm, it's tasteful. Yeah. Super tasteful. I I like the way that they do it. Um, so Zandra... She uh, gets them out of there, basically, because then we realize that she can project onto other people's Mm -hmm. minds that they are different people as well. So they all kind of have these disguises. Um, They're like different guards and then just random people from the planet. They'll never know that it's them that they escape, but they know they must go quick because the guards will check on them and realize they're not there. So they get back on the ship. Um, and she kind of, this is when we get to know each other. We kind of, they kind of have like this mom, dad vibe to Zandra a little bit where they're like looking out for her and they're like, uh, so we're going to go over why you shouldn't invade people's minds without their permission. But for now we're going to allow it cause we need to escape, <laughs> which I love that I was like, I, okay, they're becoming, they're like teaming up, being like a parent to her. Um, and so Fast forward just a bit, more fighting, more intergalacticness happening, people still trying to get the egg, which is Xandra, um, and then we meet the Starjammers, which are these space pirates um, that you were talking about, and again, we get this intro, like a video game, like, this person, this is mm-hmm. what their abilities are, this person, this is what their abilities which I thought was cool, because yeah. as like a first-time reader, you're like, oh, thank you, I need that for everyone, but Star- thank you.
0: Uh, Starjammer, that's uh, Cyclops' dad.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun. That is a fun fact. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. Um, okay, so then there become there comes this like really intimate moment where they're on the planet and they're kind of like they're out of breath. They don't have to fight off anybody for a while. The Starjammers are good guys, and um, Xandra offers to aid Rogue in her powers. She says, "I can help you kind of suppress your powers so you don't have to worry in your marriage about like hurting Gambit." Um, and she's like. A uh, sidebar let me let me go talk to gamut which i love that they did this a couple times they made rogue and gamut go to the side to have a, like a like a husband and wife conversation which obviously like if you're married i mean at least we we know what that's like like you really? have to like sidebar and you like have to have a serious conversation and be really like honest like what does this mean play out the scenarios and just like have each other's backs Whatever it is. And I love that they show that as a part of their marriage. That's really special. Yeah.
0: And I think it's it's very, again, it's, it's a great showing of their love and the fact that, you know, Rogue very much has these insecurities and issues with herself. Um, I don't even know if you could call them insecurities because they're genuine dangers, right? Like she could yeah. kill Gambit, she could legit kill Gambit. And she's scared she's she's scared she's lost in in other story arcs she's lost control of her powers and she's really hurt people Mm -hmm. so it's it's a worry it's it's a it's a legit worry um but gamut's always there like hey you know what like i don't think you need to do this i love you as you are we'll figure it out but you know i'm gonna stand by you whatever you choose Mm -hmm. so it's it's, it's very, again, it's, it's about their love. And, and we don't see this in any other story. No. In any other story of, of Rogue and Gambit, um, you just oh, see incredible passion. Right, okay. You see Rogue who loves the hell out of Gambit and Gambit who loves the hell out of Rogue. But you never see what that love manifests as. Because I could love you all day, but it's that, that, that whole theory of like love languages, Right. Like, what is, like, your love language? What is my love language? Um, you don't get to see that play out in stories. Mm-hmm. You just see the passion. But passion will burn you out. <laughs> like, passion will legit burn you out. Yeah. Imagine if every day you walked in the house and someone gave you, like, a crazy passionate kiss. And you're some days you're like, yeah, I love that. And days you're like, dude, I just had a nine-hour shift. All I want to do is shower and eat some of the ice in the freezer. Okay, fine, I'll give you a I kiss. Like, that's love, though. Like, it's it's passion, but it's also different ways of love manifesting. Yeah. And um, one of the ways is understanding. And that's the big one here is their ability to converse and get to a common ground. Yeah. Hey, you're hurting? Hold on, let's talk. Let's find out why you're hurting. All right, let me remind you that even though you're hurting, I'm still going to love.
1: Yeah, I'm going to love you no matter what. Um, you said we haven't seen this before. I was like, oh, uh, of course, because that, I thought you meant just like marriage in general, which is also true mm-hmm. because I haven't seen this in a comic or really like a media where they actually show if, you lit, if you're if you in a good hearty marriage, you give each other the time and respect to pull to the side yeah. and, and talk about what's going on and respect the other's Like, make their feelings feel valid and make their feelings feel, like, worthy of your ears. And that I love that they put this in here because I'm like, I hope people are watching because that's marriage. That's marriage. And then then the next moment you want to, like, beat each other up because you're so annoyed. But that's your person. Sometimes your person is your punching bag. And that's what they signed up for. You know? In a good, healthy way. Yeah. In a good, healthy way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway... Oh, this is a good book for us to review. I don't think I could review this to anybody else. Um, <laughs> hee hee. Okay, so, uh, and then the Imperial Guard, they attack. They get attacked again on this planet. Um, Deathbird, who's yeah. a new person. They keep saying for the fate of the
0: Empire. The Sheer Emperor. Yeah. So basically, um, yeah. Um, I guess, and don't quote me on this, I know I don't know everything, <laughs> um, They want to use the daughter of Xavier. What's her name again? Uh, Zandra. Zandra. They want to use Zandra to help legitimize a rebellion against the current empire's ruler. Sure. Um, Because she is the daughter of the last ruler, which was the the woman Xavier fell in love with. Um, So they, they want to use her. And... Zandra's, like, caretaker, uh, the the female, the, the red armor, Cerise, yeah. Cerise um, that's her daughter in a lot of senses. Not her leg- legit daughter, but she's taking care of the egg, she's saying to it, she just wants to keep it safe. Um, so she's, like, trying to get her away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what it's all about, and Deathbird's there trying to, like, use this kid to be like, now nah, with her, we can take over everything, and... Everyone else is like, no, get her the hell out of here. She's a child. Like She looks kind of dope, but she's a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that fight scene, which is a killer fight scene. Again. Um, and in the process of it all, um, you know, we have this moment of, of possible calamity, right? Mm-hmm. Where the only way to save Gambit, because he was getting his ass handed to him, I think he got impaled by like a spear, um, was the crew to create a giant distraction, um, an explosion. And that was when Xandra and Rogue explode. Yeah. Like literally, every It's a panel and everyone's like, what the fuck's going on? And That's how they end the issue. Boom, Rogue's, and, Rogue's dead. Yeah, and then Gambit's like crying and he's like, what? And it's very much like, oh, shit. Yeah. Then of course the following issue, you realize that- They go back in time a little bit and they show us- That it, it wasn't, you know, an explosion. It was another one of the illusions of Xandra um, where Rogue took Xandra's power and was able to put the image into people's minds that they all exploded. Right. Um,
1: but then they have a thing, Rogue and Gambit have another sidebar where Gambit's like, You can't fucking do that, dude. You can't do that to me. Like, you, that broke me. Like, yeah. Even for that moment, m- my life flashed before my eyes.
0: Yeah. You are my life. Like, you, that was, and that was again a moment where she didn't have a sidebar. Well, she couldn't. She couldn't, and and again, and she explains that, and no, it's no, no one is at fault. Campbell is just pissed, and it's one of those things where you don't understand unless you really genuinely like loved a partner yeah. who did something that pissed you off, even though it helped you.
1: Yeah, even you though you
0: lived, even though you lived. Or like the most, uh, maybe the common thing you could do is you're pissed off your significant other, like you're upset, and they bring you food, and you're like, thank you. Fuck you. Yeah. It's, it's, like, I am so happy because I'm fed and it's probably why I'm upset. But uh, I'm flipping off, flipping off. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where, where you get that as a reader. You're like, oh, shit, I know that feeling. Yeah, And that's what he was doing. He was like, you saved us all. But I hate you right now. Like, I just saw you die. I have to live with that You're image. Gonna give me
1: a heads up. Yeah. 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 And so I love that they had that moment, though, where it was like, again, they get that sidebar to, like, talk to each other, um, which was cool, which is cool. And because if you pin up all that anger, it's just going to turn into resentment. So just get it out now. <laughs> um, but then, then, like, something happens where Rogue goes to touch him, but she, or vice versa, but doesn't quite touch her. And her powers still absorb him. And Im- she lost control. Yeah. Cause she's emotional, maybe. No,
0: it's actually because of Xandra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Xandra went in when, when her and Xandra shared powers, they broke whatever barrier was placed. Yeah. To contain Rogue's power. Yeah. And now Rogue just as soon as like she's walking around, she'll drain your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were able to get the collar back on her. Um but Rogue is very much like she's distraught. She's like, I'm broken. She falls to the ground. She turns, she, she like she, goes into like a little
1: ball and she's like, she yeah. thinks she's broken. Yeah. And that's, you know, she keeps saying that too. I'm
0: broken. I'm, I'm broken. broken. I'm broken. And it's like, and I love this. This is the definition of love to me because that's, that's not a rare feeling, right? Yeah. You as a human being, you have moments where you're like, what is wrong with me? Look, I'm broken. Yeah. Why? Why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? Why am I thinking this? You know, like what's wrong with me? You, everyone had. That's not a unique feeling. I don't care if you're most successful, happy, uh, Instagram modelly person out there. Everyone's had that moment of weakness, doubt, and and fear and self loathing is not a unique characteristic to people. Mm-hmm. Um, Gambit doesn't let her. He goes down to her level. And he's like, you're in a ball? Cool. I'm right next to you in a ball. And she's telling him, like, you didn't sign up for this. You can leave me. Like, leave me. I'll find a moon. I'll go away. And he's like, uh, no. Like, no, uh,
1: we got married. Sorry. <laughs> sorry that's forever. Dude. Dummy. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> stupid. Like, no, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and and that's what love is. That's saying, you know, hey, you know what? Um. I love you, and your stupidness, yeah. and your silliness, and in this case, your dangerousness. Um, we're going to get through this. yeah. And I think it, it was the perfect moment. And he's like, I've been holding on to these since the wedding. And Bling, which is a very cool X-Men, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm going to Google this after to so make sure I'm right, and I'll comment on the thing if I'm wrong, um, <laughs> they can create diamonds. OK. Uh, that's why they call them Bling. OK. And she uh, get they make a straight up diamond ring. Like oh. they, they they that's the that's the two rings that Gambit has. Mm-hmm. They're not like a ring with a diamond in it. It's a legit diamond creation. All the way around. All the way around.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so so was mm-hmm. I right? Did you look it
1: up? I'm looking it up. I can't really I, I can't look it up and listen to you at the same time. So
0: That's okay. I'll keep, keep talk. talking.
1: Yeah, keep talking.
0: <laughs> so I think that was beautiful and uh it's very telling of like, no no no. Hey uh
1: Yeah, okay, diamond Diamond skin. Bling's bone marrow is able to produce diamond shards of varying quality, giving her a skin of crystalline appearance. She's able to expel shards from her body at high velocity from her skin. So, yes, you were
0: correct. Sorry, go ahead. Um, (laughs) So, it's that moment of like, hey, no, I'm telling you I'm going to be around forever. And here, for the record, here's a ring literally made of diamond that will last
1: forever. Like us, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm
0: going no. Forever. Yeah. And I thought that was beautiful. And I love the story arc afterwards. Yeah. It's honestly my favorite part of the comic. It's where I. So, just a quick thing. When I first read this comic, I wasn't a fan. The first time I read it, I think you were there next yeah, to me. I was like, like eh. meh. I was like, meh, whatever, it's fine. The second time I read it, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And the second time I read it, my favorite part was this it was the celebration scene. Cause you never see that. So you you see Rogue and Gambit, they like go to Gambit's house. Again, they've never lived together. Mm-hmm. They've just loved it. Again, intense passion. I think you and I understand that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you and I literally had that. Like we, we didn't live together before, and then all of a sudden we lived we got engaged and we lived together. Like yeah. it's very Overnight. much like, oh yeah, this is this is part of it as well. Like, this is all part of it. Yeah. And you know, he introduces her, her to her cat, to his cats. Yeah. And he's like, they're skittish, they don't love everyone. Then he turns around and turns back and they're like crawling all over. Mm-hmm. And he's like, or maybe they've been waiting for you their whole lives.
1: Yeah. I understand
0: that feeling. That's right. Nice. Like, it's sweet and it's a shade of like normalcy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of nice to see in superheroes is just that like, oh, you're normal. It's why like Spider-Man is fun and... All the Spider Men and Women, Spider People. <laughs> Spider People. Um, they do have that like. Oh wait, no, you're normal as well. You'll go out for a falafel. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, and they have a shindig with the X Men and people like talking and, you know, a few like jokes on old, really old X Men comic books. Like, I don't know if you've noticed there was a part where Bishop. He's the guy with the face tattoo, long hair, face tattoo. Um, He makes a crack about, like, the last time, you know, I saw Rogue cook, she was covered in blueberry pie. That's an old X-Men comic where Rogue and Gambit try to have, like, an intimate picnic.
1: Oh, actually, I want to talk about that. Yeah,
0: and she ends up making a pie, and then they end up fighting, and she gets covered in pie. And she wants to beat the living shit out of Bishop.
1: Well, also, when they have like flashbacks like that, I did appreciate in this book they would put an asterisk next to it, and then there was a little box at the bottom and be like, You can find this in issue, da da da, of this comic. I was like, That is so handy. Like, if you're gonna start with any comic, start with Marvel because Marvel wants you to be part of it. Like, when I read a Marvel comic, I feel like they're bringing me along. They're not trying to leave me out, they're not like, Too bad, so sad. They're like, no, like, go if you want to go back and hear this story, it's here. Like, they're kind of they're keeping us in the loop, which oh. I, I appreciated that because I was like, I was a new comic book reader, and I kind of am like, I, and I do I anyway. I appreciate it. I think it's awesome. But something else I wanted to bring up too that um, Zandra made a point of to Rogue, which yes, is really important. You're um, Rogue was like, I'm broken, I'm broken, I'm broken. And she went up to Xandra, And xandra has been looking up to Rogue this whole time because she's a child. And she's looking up to Rogue because she's a badass. And Rogue kind of goes to her, like, and this is the first time that Rogue's, like, super vulnerable with Xandra, because she doesn't have to protect her, like, for right now. They're pretty safe. And she's like, I'm broken. And she's like, no, you're evolved. There's a yeah. difference. There's,
0: there's a next level. This is where you go. Like, yeah. you go from here. You're not stuck here. Yeah, this is your starting point. This is the fun part. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's very common thing with a lot of people. A lot of people they get to a hurdle, and they don't think of the hurdle as oh, where can I go from this point? Mm -hmm. They think of the hurdle, and they're like, okay, this is where I stop.
1: Yeah, it's it's I love that part. I was like, and now Rogue has moved farther along in her timeline, not just in comics, but like you know, just like her as a character. yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And um, no, that's a really good point. I was going to touch on that and then I got sidetracked. But yeah, it's, it's super, it's nice. It's, uh, again, X-Men are misfits. Yeah. They're, they're the weirdos. They're all of us in the comic book community. And a lot of us that are not, not in the comic book community. Um, we, it's easy for us to take that title and be like, we are the weirdos.
1: No. It's but in nice. actuality,
0: like, everyone is a weirdo. Everybody's
1: a weirdo. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes, exactly. And Ev- the reason
0: we all know, we know that everyone's a weirdo. Uh-huh. We were all 11. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a the very weird, weird age. age. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm still a child, but I want to hang out with teenagers. Crap. Yeah, but also X Men.
1: <laughs> X Men cards that I'm collecting.
0: I was in the sixth grade. I was like, ooh, girls, girls, girls. I would still go home and create wrestling matches between like Shawn Michaels action figure, which is a very awesome wrestler, a heartbreak kid forever, and <laughs> um like a Wolverine toy. Yeah. And they would have a pretend wrestling match, and I'd be in sixth grade. Who and, won? uh Shawn Michaels, always. Shawn Sweet Michael? music, every day. <laughs> and that's a whole other conversation, babe. Oh That's, my gosh. Oh, we
1: could, you need to talk to Max from Ready to Retro, because I think Max, he really loves... You uh, and me, baby. Yeah.
0: We're, we're going to we'll have a chat.
1: I think he likes just, wrestling. We'll have a
0: special episode on both. It'll be a two-parter. Part One part on here, one part on your podcast. We just talk about wrestling.
1: Oh, you making episodes
0: yeah. already on my yeah, podcast? I'm planning it. Okay. Sorry. Hey, Max, just save the day, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but we were all that weird kid. Yeah. And, and so... As much as people want to like put that away and make believe they weren't like we all were, so we get it. It's it's a very common thread we can all pull on and be like, oh, I know this story. Yeah. I know this feeling. I know this. I'm I'm not right, am I? Like. Yeah. You know what I mean? and it's like, yeah.
1: But you gotta find your tribe, and that's the whole thing about X Men, and like. To make it personal, like this is how I felt just like diving into the comic book community in the last year. Just having this podcast, having guests on, meeting all these amazing, incredible people, and then I've never felt so much part of a community. Like, yeah, I, I played rubber, roller derby for a long time, and I should be part of that community, but that was not my community. Like, yeah. I wasn't your story. That wasn't my story, and that wasn't my tribe. I mean, it was my story, but it wasn't my tribe. And like, it's, it's nice to see that in X-Men, because I'm like, I relate. I get, and you do too. Mm-hmm like you get that. and that like that is the beautiful thing about X-Men. like I already, I know this is the first episode, but like now that I'm really paying attention to it at this stage of my life, I'm like, oh shit, I get it. like
0: dope. And so it is with stories and, and, and great stories of that. It's just like you don't get it until you get it. Yeah you know? Full stop. Do, yes. And then, you know, we, we have history books and we need to learn history at a very young age so we avoid making similar mistakes and we, you know, things like that. But um, we should always take a moment and look back on history and look back on stories as adults because I guarantee you, like, you'll get something new out of it. Yeah. You know, you might have read. Hang on, there's a siren going a siren by. Um, you might have read, uh, you know, a Superman comic when you were younger, and then you read it again today and you're like, "Oh shit, I did not know he was talking about you know this." Yeah. Uh, they were talking about racism. I thought he just hated that guy. Yeah. I thought the guy was the bad guy. No, he's a racist bad guy. There's a giant difference. That's a different level. You know? Oh, you know, is this guy? I thought he was stealing. Well, actually, he was stealing to feed his family. So that's why they let him go. Oh.
1: It's perspective. It's, it's depth. Yes. Yeah. There's
0: layers to this. We're all yeah. onions. <laughs> yeah, we are
1: all onions. Even if you don't think you are, you are baby. We got peel your layers back. Um well cool. Thank you for introducing me to Mr. and Mrs.
0: X. This was like super awesome. That was a great um I strongly recommend and we didn't touch on the party scene at the very end, which is great. Yeah. Um it gives you foreshadowing into the next volume, which yeah. I love. Um, I'm not going to give away any spoilers on it. Yeah, 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 go for it. it. But if you are a fan of stories, a fan of X-Men, and also nostalgic for a lot of, like, you know, older uniforms and things like that, um, you'll really enjoy Volume 2. Volume 2, I love Volume 1. Again, the second time I read it. I really, really enjoyed it. Volume 2 is incredible. It's, it's a lot more of the depth. And to be honest, where Volume 1 focuses on rogues, hardships and her inner turmoil mm-hmm. um, volume two is all about gambit and his fuck-ups and the H- stuff that his he's, evolution he yeah he is not composed as well mm-hmm. he's got his dark side he's got his demons he's got his skeleton in his closet and he's not a character who is at his last evolution he is very much evolving as well like you said yeah
1: yeah, that's awesome. I Yeah, I apologize everyone that we didn't do volume two, but I'm glad that we didn't because we're already nearly an hour and a half in and there's, there's just so much to uncover. Yeah, we
0: totally like went over it. But I did want to do that. I wanted to get into the psychology of the comic book because there's a lot to it. You can read a story and be like, okay, beginning and all right, that all happened and walk away and put it down and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. But the fun part, and this is where like, I enjoy this is my, my favorite part of reading comic books and uh, I believe maybe it was Josh, shout out to Josh, he said it the other day is you dive into it again. Yeah. And you reread it and you're like, Oh, I like I see that now. Yeah. Every time you read it, you pick up on something different and there's a different nuance to it. And you'll you'll just appreciate it that much more and you'll get a little bit more story, a little bit more from it. Um And this is one of those tales where it's like, oh, read it like three times and you'll get something different each time.
1: Yeah. You had to read it twice to be Mm -hmm. like, yo, this is actually a good one. Well, cool. Well, that, my darling, is my first ever X-Men comic that I've ever read. High five. Awesome. Nice. Nice. (laughs) I think we do high fives like every time you're on here. Oh, good. So far, good. Oh, you're and welcome. if you loved him here, uh, first of all, back off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, if you loved him here, you can go back and listen to him and I. Um, him and I. Review the Saga Volume One
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, comic. And then we
0: have a special. Mm.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, he's coming back for he's your day is the third day. am on the third day. You're the third day okay. of Halloween horror, and it's really funny because that day we had come back from a really exhausting vacation that did tur- not turn out well, and I thought let's let's podcast, um, which was fine because I'm just happy to be around this human all the time, but I stuffed him into our our walk-in closet and this this guy is very long and lanky um and very tall and he it's just him wiggling in his chair and and like touching the table and I felt so bad I was like I promise I'll never do that to you again <laughs> so we're in the office today but I do apologize for the squeaky chair this episode we're figuring things out um, uh, and also in day three of Halloween horror, but, uh, I think they can look right past that because this was an awesome episode and I really enjoyed this conversation.
0: Uh, yes. I enjoyed this conversation too. Did you? Yeah. What'd you doing later?
1: What'd you doing later? <laughs> Probably finishing Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with you. Nice. Nice. We started that as like a pump up for this episode and I think we should go keep watching it because Yondu just <laughs> died or whatever.
0: Not when, yet. Or his hat, got that far. He's his his hat, hat he's fell off. There.
1: Yeah. I know. I hate that. I hate his that. hat. Fell off. What's his hat? What's his hat? His his mohawk fell
0: yeah, off. Yeah. Mo- well, actually, so that original that that like flat top mohawk yeah. was one that they made for the movie. In the comic books, he has that one, that prototype one that he gets later yeah, it's in the movie. Orange, right? It's a giant like yeah. straight up mohawk. Um, That's the one he had throughout his entire run in like. 80s when he first came out Mm. and all that stuff. We should do a
1: Guardians of the Galaxy um, episode, but we gotta bring on Pete because I feel like he'll want to be part
0: of that. Oh, god, Yeah.
1: Um, All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Uh, Make sure that you are following us on Instagram at OCD Podcast. Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast. Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. And Patreon at Patreon.com slash OCD Podcast. Uh, I'm going to roll a little outro here to advertise for 31 Days of Horror. I had a lot of fun with this. Um, Please tune in. Uh, this week, obviously, uh, next week, the next week after, uh, we've got two, we've got three more X Men episodes coming your way, and uh, I, <laughs> let me just say, I had the X Men series already booked and scheduled, and then I thought of Thirty One Days of Horror. So I apologize for these two big events being back to back, but whatever. Here we are, we're having fun. Life is good. Life is good, dude. As long as you're having fun. Um, thank you, baby, for being here. I oh,
0: love you. It's my pleasure.
1: Yeah. Well, you were you were So I'm busy. gonna be famous? This hey, this is it. <laughs> this is your moment.
0: This is my moment.
1: <laughs> Witness me. Witness me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, I'll see you later. Say bye babe. Bye babe. Bye babe. Hello, darling. It's me, Tescianos host of the ongoing comic book discussion podcast. And if I got a Halloween treat for you. This October, I am hosting a horror comic marathon for 31 days. That's right, my frightful fiends. Every single day from October 1st to October 31st, OCD will review a horror comic to count down to the greatest holiday ever conjured. You can follow OCD on Instagram and OCD Podcast, Facebook at facebook.com slash OCD Podcast and Twitter at ongoing comic pod. It's going to be a hauntingly good time, so be there or or just
0: just be there. Ooh.